It's the Central Weekly, a weekly podcast from the Central Podcast Network. I am joined with my co-host and my friend, Mr. John Hinninger. Hey, buddy. John Hinninger is our lead pastor here at Central Christian Church. My name is Jared LaCrone, and I'm the communications pastor here at Central. And you are joining us for the very first episode of the Central Weekly. And guess what we're calling it, John? The Central Weekly. That's the name of the podcast, but we're yeah. calling this episode the inaugural. Oh, wow. The that very means first the one. first one. Yeah. yeah. And what we're going to attempt to do okay. in this weekly central podcast is to it. dive into the sermon. And that's where John's going to come in. John is going to little go into his sermon, hit the main points, uh, because really one of the passions of you know what I do as a communications pastor is to put legs on the weekend service. Because if the weekend service is all you're doing here at Central, you're missing so much. So in an attempt to help you remember some of those points, uh, know a little bit about why John used that sermon illustration or why was he using that Bible illustration or those Bible verses, that is the reason for this podcast. So we'd love if you would uh, hit the subscribe button. And I would really, if you did that right now, that would be awesome because you haven't even heard anything yet. So, but here's the format. We're going to have three segments. John and I are going to lead you through the first segment and talk about the week, that weekend that was the sermon. And then segment two, I'm going to be joined by some special guests, and we're going to talk about something that's going on here at Central, a major event, um, somebody that's going to do doing something really great in our community. That's for segment two. And then segment three, we'll be back with that same person and we're, or people, and we're going to talk more about their personal faith story. So mm-hmm. we're going to ask them stories like, you know, how is God moving in your life? How has Jesus been impacting you lately? So not only are we going to talk about the heart of the sermon, we're going to dive into some people uh, because, John, you say it all the time, relationships matter most because they lead us to the relationship that matters most. That's right. So we want this sermon to be oozing with relationships. <laughs> Perfect. Weekly. Here we are. So the Central Weekly Podcast, again, is brought to you by the Central Podcast Network. It is a great place if you would love to stop and pause. We'll, you know, we'll be back if you pause and you can come back and talk to us. But we'd love for you to little uh, learn more about what is on centralnow.com slash podcast is where you'll be able to find it. And all of the others are, if you subscribe, you're going to be able to find those on your podcast players. John, are you a podcast guy? I am from time to time. I'm not deep in the podcast world, but right now I I listen to them here and there. Well, you're the perfect person to lead a podcast now. Uh, that's kind of what I thought. So, John, tell us. Okay, we are wrapping up. Uh, we just wrapped up our best year yet. Mm-hmm. So if you're familiar with that, John, you told us a little bit about how we can make this our best year yet. Not our best year ever, but our best year yet. What does that mean, best year yet? Okay, so the goal for that uh, was that people would um, seek God in an extra special way this year with the understanding that um, that this is this can be your best year yet in every facet of your life. Like, uh, God wants this to be the best year yet in your life. And we didn't say specifically that this is going to be your best year ever, because as we go and as we grow in life, as we uh, become more mature in our Christianity and our walk with our uh, walk in faith, that every subsequent year becomes our best year yet because ultimately we are becoming more Christ-like in every area of our life. And everything. So we hit the highlights. So we've got marriage was last week. You were joined Mm -hmm. by your lovely wife, Sarah Henninger. Right. She did a good job, by the way. She did. She really did. I was proud of her. You you give her a lot of, a lot of stuff to work with. So, (laughs) so that's good. Yeah. So that's good. We're just wonderful husbands. So, Uh, Uh, and you also talked about uh, fitness, right? What was your first one? Yeah. We talked about body, body, mind, spirit. Yep. You got, you got really, um, 
teacher like. It was awesome. Got out the the pad and the, the paper and they have the markers. Yes. Yeah, that was good. That yeah. was good because those are things body, mind, and spirit. The things you really don't think of a name for a sermon, <laughs> but when you're talking about the context of who we are as mm-hmm. Christians mm-hmm. and how we are spirit filled beings in this world, spirit filled with the Holy Spirit. If we're Christians, that's that's a, a thing. It's hard to get wrap your mind around. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought out the easel. Yeah, body, mind, spirit. Finances, yes, family. Mr. Brian Springfield joined you for finances. Yes, he absolutely did. And James McKenzie, our discipleship pastor, joined, and he led family all by himself. Yeah, he did. You, you knew he could do it all by himself. I mean, if anybody <laughs> is going to talk about how to have the best year yet in your family, it oh. would be the Jimmy Mac, James McKenzie. He's the best. And I mean, he again, his heart when he preaches is amazing. And and that's the thing when, and that's just a caveat to what we're talking about here. When that person preaches, they will be on this show okay so uh, so that's the thing and if and if they can't for any reason john will join me and we'll devalue we'll not devalue we'll <laughs> we'll talk about what they they talked about so then we can recap the sermon so yeah. this week and backing up to the finances thing yeah. i thought it was super cool uh to hear from brian because oh, yeah. rarely do we hear from brian in a sermon capacity but i think it's super cool that he was able to um, share some stuff from uh his perspective uh, on, on what he actually does on a day-in day-out basis you know like i mean that's his area of expertise and i think it's just really good for us as the church to hear uh from the heart of the guy who has his hand uh on the, you know directing the finances. Yeah. Of, I mean, and you don't get ministry. any more behind the scenes than Brian, really. I mean, he's behind right. the scenes, behind yeah. the scenes, right? Um, and, and but he's the he is the caretaker of so much mm-hmm. that goes on at Central. We yeah. can't literally talk into this microphone if it wasn't for Brian watching the money that people are bringing into this church and providing. Because, like Brian said, we are not a church that hey, Springfield gives us a, a you know the, the money and said hey, do with it. No, right. it comes from the people that call Central their church family. Yeah, what a blessing that and is. It's a blessing, and it is a and is a, a thing that we've got to take serious. And I love that we got to check out the heart, the mind of Mr. Brian Springfield. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah. So now on. that was best year yet. Right. Okay. So now we had just finished the new normal. And the new normal is a brand new short series. Two weeks. Two weeks. And it's about uh, our central, and it's a high energy, highly relational, life giving, life filled church. Nice. Yeah. And we would love for you to be a part of the church, but it, but keep listening, even if you're not a central, isn't your church family, because I really think that John had some really good points. So, John, go through a couple of your points. Uh, tell us a little bit about each one of them, and then we'll dive in further. So, I yeah, the, the, the new normal is a phrase that I think we have heard more than more than ever before in the last two years, right? It's just funny how yeah. certain phrases can normalize themselves into our like vernacular, and right? it's usually like, a negative thing. Well, yeah, I mean, like I, I mentioned in the sermon, like, you know, like the word sick, you know, like that used to mean like I'm, I'm sick, you know, like throwing up or something like that. And now somebody says, oh, that's sick. Oh my gosh, we have some 20-somethings means super in, on cool. our staff, and yeah, they say sick all the time. Yeah, it means cool. And like, I usually get sick thinking about sick, usually when I hear sick with the kids. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah, but like sick. it's like a, a redefining mm-hmm. of, a, of a word, right? And um, so anyways, talk about the new normal and like... I remember, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, it was like, you know, remote learning and plexiglass shields and, you know, grocery prices, gas prices, all of these things that, well, this is going to be, this is going to be our new normal. And that, that's, that's not what we talked about this last weekend, but that's kind of where this phrase uh, comes from. That's how it's kind of come into our world here over the last 
two years, but what does the new normal at Central, what's normal at Central? What can people expect when they come into this place or when they bring somebody to Central? What can we expect to find Mm -hmm. at Central? And that's really what we talked about. And like you said, I mean, it's pretty simple. We want Central to be a high-energy, highly relational, life-filled, life-giving church that's marked by the truth, by obvious love, and by uncommon unity. Uh, and it's it's really interesting. We, we dove into it a little bit this last week, but uh, about how much Jesus emphasized unity among his followers and people who, are, who, who now today make up the church. Yeah, and I think what you said about firm foundation, um, I think we, the Central is how old? 175 years old as a church body? Something. Even though we did have a little break. 1853. <laughs> 1853. There's some passwords that have that date on it, so hopefully we just didn't give anything away <laughs> right there. But 1853, so you've got a church that, to me, and, I, and I've witnessed it, it has a, such a biblically solid, firm foundation. And like John said, love. Love has got to be a firm foundation of how we how we do things. I mean, our uh, the phrase that we use a lot is you know loving God and loving people, mm-hmm. and that's really true. I mean, that's what Jesus said when they said, "Hey, how do I become great in the kingdom?" Jesus says, throws it right back at him: love God and love people, because mm-hmm. it's so simple in that. And I believe that we've got a foundation now, and that new normal is being built on that foundation. Of Absolutely, love. yeah, and, and so unity. Yeah. Unity was the set, the third part of your sermon. Right. So yeah, I mean the those th- those three things that were marked by, right, are truth, love, and unity. Uh and then you know as we went through those things, um, we talked about it as a staff in our staff chapel a couple of weeks ago, uh, and then bringing it into the sermon this last week. Um, but it all it all starts with the heart, and how can we, in this culture that is so saturated with sin, how can we, um, as Christians, as Christ followers, how can we uh, resist that temptation to sin or to let that seep into who we are, right? I mean, it's coming at us from every side. We live in a culture that, like— Sin is celebrated. Um, ungodliness is really glorified in our culture. But how do we resist that and be the people that God wants us to be um, every single day and be be different in the way that he calls us to be? And some of those things we talked about were uh, seek the Holy Spirit and listen to God and read his word. Walk away uh, from things. Be careful with the company that you keep. And then the one that was really the eye-opener for me um, just in studying all of this uh, was to be an encourager. I think that um, some people think that that is a shallow thing or a superficial thing. And I think um, that at least in, in my study for this, it's different because like you find that it's actually a biblical practice. Like it's something that God wants us to do. And it's a spiritual discipline that helps us actually resist sin. Hebrews 3, 12 through 13 was the scripture that we used. Um, and this is the one that really opened my eyes to this, but Hebrews 3, 12 through 13, see to it brothers and sisters that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. My goodness, that that is just like a a game changer for Mm -hmm. my mind. Yeah, I really loved what James talked about in our best year yet when he talked about family because he he talked about doing this in your day-to-day. He shared a story about a friend uh, that was about to pass away. It seemed likely that that was going to happen. And then the, the, the friend's son 
uh, started writing down all the things that he loved about his dad. Um, and then he gets there, figured out his dad's actually going to pull through, go, goes home from the hospital, nothing said, everything goes back to normal. And he's left with this letter or, you know, this, Hey, this is how awesome my dad is. I mm-hmm. want to tell him about it. And he's like, I don't know if, what, what do I do with this? Um, so if, if you didn't hear that story, go back, watch, listen to James's sermon on uh, family from our Best Year Yet series, because he's really good. But actually, the tail end of that J- James shared with us was that he gathered all of the people around that was close to his friend, and they all wrote down some letters, and he put those letters in a book, and he was able to give that book to his dad yeah. and say, here's, I mean, because we do, we wait until somebody's dead yeah. to encourage them. Yeah. What? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. And how are we supposed to spur ourselves on to loving one another if we're not encouraging one another? Another thing that I remember that you said a couple uh, sermons back, or a couple, um, um, what am I trying to say, staff chapels back, mm. was, and I think it was a sermon too. So ladder people, right? Yeah. It's a whole sermon. Yeah. Um, ladder people. And how, how are we putting, you know, because people are in pits. You yeah. Know, this sinful world that we're in, mm-hmm. we're constantly in some sort of pit. And a lot of times we put ourselves in those pits. Yeah. But how are we people that aren't adding to that pit? Just like the brothers with Joseph. Right. They, got, they threw him in there and then they hightailed out of there. Yeah. And, but how can we not add to that grief, add to that pain, add to that sorrow, add to that sin? How can we throw a ladder down and, and bring them out of that and you say it's through encouraging. I, it's, uh, it's not even me. It's the Bible says Boom. That, <laughs> Bible moment says that. Yeah, I mean, it says that we can resist sin. That we can um, resist being hardened by sin's deceitfulness by encouraging one another. And it's just I don't know. It's a it's a it's a game changer for me to think of encouragement as like more than a feel good phrase or a pick me up moment. Like encouragement is a, a spiritual practice with spiritual results. Um, I, I said in the sermon that it's it's sit ups for your spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. is strengthening us against sin. How many sit ups could you do, John? One setting, sit ups, go. How many? Can All you the do? way up? Or are we talking about halfway up crunches? No, I'm asking your feet stay on the ground, okay. your booty stays on the ground, and mm-hmm. you go all the way up. Oh man, I'm saying at least five. <laughs> at least I use I in in high school. I think I, I got the record. No they, way. Yeah, I did. And then, but now I can't. I can't do a full sit up anymore. Really? I like. I'm I'm struggling with ten. Yeah. I guess it's a gut now. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. sit-ups for your soul. Yeah. Go back to the point. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's just one of the things I said this weekend. But I mean, uh-huh. that, that that's what scripture says. And so um, I think we see that encouragement is equally good for the encourager and the one who's being encouraged. Uh, that The example uh, that I used from the video of the, the guy at, at oh, Christmas. Yeah. If, oh, man, Christmas, yes. I mean. Yeah, I love watching that video again. At first you look at it and you think like, oh, that's kind of, kind of funny. You know, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why he's doing that. And then just, I don't know if it's God, like, you know, changing my mind mm-hmm. about things, you know. But the more I looked at that, uh, then I got my phone out and started recording it because I was like, this, like, this is what we want central to be like. I mean, who doesn't need, like in a world full of people just standing around and watching in a world full of people just waiting to leave you a bad review, who doesn't need somebody to stand next to them and yell, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Like you can do it. You've got this. You're strong enough. God, God has you. I'm here with you. We're locked. Aren't you like, who doesn't need somebody to stand next to them and be louder than the rest of the crowd right in your ear, giving you the encouragement you need. And I love that you brought in the point about reading your Bible. I mean, that's a simple point, and I hear, and I feel like Kid Depot would give that point too. 
But it's it. But that is monumental because if you are continually in your Word, you are seeing those spiritual truths, and then you can see those spiritual truths in other people and build those out into other people. Because sure, you can be an encourager, say, "Oh, you did a great job." But if there's depth to that, like you're doing a good job because God has inspired you, and I see this gift that God has in you, and I see that you're using that gift. That kind of encouragement mm-hmm. is uplifting. You're going to be out of that hole. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like one of the one of the earlier uh, points was uh, to to listen to God and to read his word. And sometimes we hear from God through reading his word, which is alive and active. You know, Hebrews 2, 1 says, um, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we've heard or we might drift away from it. And uh, like I shared this last week, like I shared in Staff Chapel that one time, um, Christine Kane, author, speaker, Famous female said, "Future weekly podcast guest. Nice. No, I'm just gonna. I'm putting it out there." <laughs> uh, she said, uh, "Sometimes the only thing that we have to do to drift away is do nothing." And I think too often we have like a conversion experience, or we have a faith, and then we just leave it at that. And that's really not what God called us to do because we can drift away. That's how you drift away in the current of culture is just by doing nothing. And God has called us to an active pursuit of being a better follower of his. Yeah, because and I and I love and and if you're not part of the Central Family, we'd love for you to come. We'd love for you to watch online. Centralnow.com is our website and our Facebook Central Now. Uh, or uh, sorry, that's our YouTube Central Now. You can search that. And then Facebook is Central MV. But I bring that all to your attention just because God is moving through this Central Family, and mm-hmm. it's amazing to be in it. It's amazing to be part of that encouraging because that's the, that's why John's doing these, these two sermons is because he wants these things. He wants the heart, the truth and the unity to be a foundation and be the DNA of the people that call central their home church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's really not my hope. It's God's design for the church. Um, Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves according to three strands. You know, we've all heard this scripture before. Exactly. I mean, that's God's design for us as his church, right? We all go through these times of struggle and it's, um, it's so much more sustainable. It's easier to sustain when we've got the support of somebody on our right and our left. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. And how often, like, that's and that's the hardest thing during this pandemic. We were divided, oh not only goodness. divided culturally, and we were divided, you know how how we thought, but we were also just physically, physically. separate. Mm-hmm. And how are we going to be what God wants us to be when we're divided? Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like the the three chords coming together, God made us to be with one another, made us for community. And I and I was listening to a radio station and. Uh, they had this um, counselor on, and the counselor was talking about just basically what we were talking about, the world, how it is, and how there's so much ill mental health right now mm-hmm. and so much anger in yeah. our society now. And they were like, well, one of the biggest things is we need each other. You know, we need to to come together. And it's like, you're talking about the church. Yeah. And, and I just like, I kind of yelled, sorry. But I just was yelling at the radio. It was like, these people understand their deficiency, mm-hmm. but they don't understand how to fill that deficiency. Mm, that's good. And that's the only way. And God has provided that through the church. Yeah. And as, as ill-equipped as we feel sometimes as how sinful the church can be because it's made of sinful people, I love that Randy says, Randy Sells, our care pastor, he says, the greatest thing about the church, the people. 
The hardest thing about the church, the people. Yeah. And it's so true because we are, not only are we living in a world of sin, but we are sinful people. Mm-hmm. But God calls us to something greater. Yeah. And that's what we are. We're supposed to be pushing through. Another thing that we like to say a lot of times is we don't want you to just to, to sit back and watch. We don't want you just to sit back and attend. We want you to lean in. And when you lean in, you're encouraging. And that last point, talk a little, let's, let's finish up and wrap it up a little bit about unity. And how does that, what does that look like? Why is that important? Why are we supposed to be a unified people? Uh, I mean, I think it's because that's, I mean, that's, that's really God's design for us. You know, I mean, the, the cord of three strands is not easily broken. I think that that is, um, is God's design for us, but, um, I just think we see such an example in, uh, you might remember, but the last, uh, the, the last prayer that Jesus prayed over his disciples, uh, on the night that he was, uh, ultimately betrayed and arrested mm-hmm. and tried and, and crucified. Right. And so on that night that it all started in the, in the garden, um, he prayed one last prayer over these men who had been his closest friends and his closest followers. And in that prayer, he mentions the truth. And he mentions love, but four times in that prayer, he says, um, that they may be one as we are one, that they may be, that they may be one. Um, uh, he talks about unity. Uh, look back. I'm going to look back at that scripture here, but he says, um, that they may be brought to complete unity, right? I mean, like four times in that same prayer, he mentions love, talks about the truth and four times he talks about unity. And so I, I think for us to miss that would really be missing his heart for his followers. And he knows, I mean, he's God. He knows what's about to happen. He right. knows that he's going to be betrayed, put on a cross, and that the thing that has brought them together, himself, Jesus, is the thing that's going to, with his destruction on this earth, is going to be their destruction of their unity. And they're going to spread out, and they're not going to believe, right. and they're going to get desperate, and mm-hmm. they're not going to listen, and they're going to deny Peter. And he is saying, hey, no, you've got to come together and you've got to be unified and you've got to be one. Because if we're going to be a people in this earth dealing with what we deal with and, and talking to who we talk with, people will stand up for unity. People will stand up and see difference in people that aren't bickering with one another, but they're encouraging one another. They're loving one another despite their differences. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing, too. That is. And I, I think that like there can be unity in lots of things. You know, I mean, like there's. You know, Cardinal fans. You're a big Cardinal fan. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. And like I said, through my difficulties. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like you can find, you can yeah. find common Sports ground. Is a big one. You can yeah. find unity in lots of things, but it's, it's the core of that unity that makes the difference in the church. That's the defining difference of the church. Like Denzel Washington. I, I don't know if somebody else said this too, but oh, yeah. uh, you know the quote mm-hmm. I'm going to say. I mean, Denzel Washington said, you hang around with five confident people, you'll be the sixth. Hang around with five intelligent people, you'll be the sixth. Hang around with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. Hang around with five idiots, you'll be the sixth. And really, I mean, the same is true. That's what we're talking about. Like, that's why it's so important to be in church, to be in a group, to be in this community, because it brings a Christ-centered unity to who we are as a people. You're always rhyming. There's unity in the community. What happened? You're always a rhymer. I just love it. It's just the flow of who you are, John Henninger. Oh, my. Well, that is it uh, for our recap and our dive in. We hope that you enjoyed that. And if you want to, you know, subscribe to this podcast so that others can uh, can know more about it. Because the more you subscribe, the more you write a review 
hopefully good unity, encouraging reviews. Encouraging. Uh, the, the, the more people are going to hear about this podcast. But uh, this Central Weekly podcast, uh, that is it for our first segment with John Henniger. We're going to send him away, and then we're going to be back by with Ashton Boyer and Phoebe Isle, and they're going to talk all about the upcoming Recharge Conference here at Central. And then segment three, we're going to dive in with them and talk about how God is moving in their own lives. That is the Central Weekly, a weekly podcast from the Central Podcast Network. John Henniger, thank you. Thank you, Jared the Crow. The inaugural. There it is. There it is. Okay. Well, we'll see you back next weekend. Well, we're gonna well, we're gonna talk about the new normal week two, and I uh, can't wait. So, thanks a lot for joining us, John. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to dive right into segment two of the Central Weekly. And segment two involves two wonderful ladies that I have here with me now. I have Phoebe Isle and Ashton Boyer, and we're going to talk everything recharge. So maybe you don't know what recharge is. You're like, what is that? We're here to explain. And I have these lovely ladies, and they are going to help us out. So Phoebe Isle, let me introduce you real quick. Phoebe is our children's pastor here at Central Christian Church. And Ashton is our third through fifth grade director at Kid Depot as well. So these are the women, and you guys have been in Kid Depot the longest, right? Yeah, Staff for wise? quite some time. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm working on year eight. Ashton, you're working on five. Five. Wow, yeah. wow. the OGs. Oh, man, <laughs> this is so cool. So I got the veterans in the house for you segment do. two. So the reason is because Central's got this big event called yes. Recharge. Uh, so Phoebe, tell us about it. What's it about? Who's it for? Yeah, we're super excited for Recharge. Recharge is, is a one-day conference for students that are in second grade through fifth grade. So they'll get to come to Central. They experience teaching and worship and games and small groups. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. But it's also a great opportunity for kids this age to grow in their faith and experience this on their own. So it's really it's really good. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's on March 19th. And so we're super excited that it's coming up. It's a really awesome, awesome day. Yeah. So Phoebe, this is our, you said second year? Yes. Second year? Yeah. And Ashton, I'm going to bring you in now. Ashton, why are we doing this event? Why second through fifth graders? And why is it important for them to have an event for them? Yeah, yeah. We just saw a need. Um, We used to take a trip called Superstart, um, which was an overnight trip, but had the same um, feel the same kind of purpose. And we just saw a need with this age group. We call our third through fifth graders, our preteens. And, um, (laughs) that's hard as a parent, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) no, they, they are, they're, they're kind of in this stage of life where they're figuring things out for themselves and kind of apart from their parents, they're seeing the Lord work in their own lives personally, Mm. um, sometimes for the very first time. And so just giving them this opportunity to, um, learn and engage, um, not only on their own, but like also with their peers and, and, and um, it's just a special opportunity for them to be able to do that um, here at Central with yeah. Yeah, and we're super excited this year to invite second graders into the conversation because we think that it's really important to bridge the gap between our kindergarten, first and second grade mm-hmm. area to our third through fifth grade area. So it's a really great opportunity for these second graders who are going to mm-hmm. be moving up to third yeah. grade and in just a little while to kind of jump on into that next age group and make connections and, and meet new people. All right, Ashton, next question for you. Yeah, I'm ready. So third through fifth grade director, this is for second through fifth grade students. Get us into the mindset of a third through fifth grader. Why is this important for them to have this event? I mean, I've got a fourth grader at my house. And when you said preteen, that shivers up my spine Yeah, <laughs> uh, because they're, they're forming who they are right now. But yeah. I won't talk more. You tell us about why this is important for them. Yeah. Yeah. When we started talking about the details of this event, um, we really do see um, a lot of, of things come to light in this age group 
um, they're struggling for the first time with friendships and um, just figuring out um, who they are, um, not only um, when it comes to like what sports they want to mm-hmm. play and what they love and their favorite class and that sort of thing, but truly what the Lord is doing in their lives um, uniquely through their gifts. And so we talk a lot about that in third through fifth grade as we as we dive into the Bible and our lessons. But this day, um, specifically this year, we're talking about inheriting the kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. And so Matthew chapter five, these Beatitudes and how um, God kind of, uh, he, he or Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount just wraps up these um these different um these different elements in in the in the beatitudes of the meek and the lowly and um feeling less than qualified and yeah. a lot of these third through fifth graders are, are feeling that um as they um kind of move into this like middle school kind of realm and so um just wrapping this up in inheriting the kingdom and just yeah. that this is what God is offering us and um, we have access to these gifts and these abilities through Christ and through his spirit that's living inside of us and so um just kind of pushing them out then um Nick Malone our resident is going to wrap what? up our day yeah we're so excited but kind of with a kingdom worker challenge of okay. of, of sending them out um yeah. And calling them higher. That really brings, I mean, because you're forming who these kids are right now. And how special is it to say, hey, we're not going to let the world form you and tell you who you are. We're going to let Jesus himself in his words in the Beatitudes, the words on the Sermon on the Mount, the biggest sermon ever. Um, we're going to look at that and how how can that, how what Jesus said about who you can be and how he wants you to be, how that can form your life. Yeah. Yeah, We teach kids often in Kadipo that not only does God love you and created you uniquely, but you also play a part in his story that you're not just a recipient of his story, but you play a part in his story. And so it's just really neat to be able to teach kids that, you know, the foundations of the faith, but also how do you practice that? How Mm -hmm. do you put that into, into application and how do you share what you've learned with the people around you? Yeah. I can, I will sing the praises of Kid Depot uh, because I have five kids in Kid Depot and they're really hitting a stride. Um, you've got these women that are completely invested in our kids and not, and I say that invested in their kids because they're investing in our kids in order to help the parents invest in the kids. And I think that's, that's key there because you only going to do what you can do, you know, what, 45 minutes to an hour once a week. And then we're maybe throwing in a day, a conference, which is amazing, but you have to equip the parents. So Phoebe, tell us a little bit about in Kid Depot, how you're equipping parents. Yeah. We always say that we just want to partner with you. We don't want to take your role from you. You know, so we want to make sure that we're giving you conversation guidelines. We're helping you kind of see, here's what my kiddo's learning in Kid Depot, and here's how I can take the conversation further at home, or here's how I can plug in um, to an event like Recharge. So this year, we're hoping to do like a parent chat. So I'm hoping that you parents, you guys will be online watching what your kids are seeing, and I'll chat with you about it online, and we'll try to navigate how can you best come alongside us during Recharge specifically and minister to your own kid. Yeah, because so, you said you'll do a live spot. Yes. Pre. I'm going to help you out with that. Yes, there it is. (laughs) Because we did that at Christmas, which is super neat because it's not only are you having a, it's like a thing within a thing. Yeah. Uh, Because not only is this conference geared for those kids, like you said, it's geared for the parents in order to equip them and train them to to help them. Because a lot of times, maybe, you know, we don't have parenting classes. You get a parenting class when you give birth (laughs) and (laughs) the dads kind of just sit there, but you don't get anything else. You get, you know, you get training for a lot of different things in order to excel in and this is the thing that you need to be as parents excel at 
the most. That's yeah. the most important thing you could do. That's your ministry are your kids. Yeah. And we always tell parents too. I don't know if you follow our Kid Depot Facebook page, but if you do, Ash just put some great encouragement for parents too. And just like saying, hey, before you even step foot into Central, before you even step foot into Kid Depot, are you praying for your kids yeah. that they would be able to receive what the Lord is wanting them to hear as they're in this place? Mm-hmm. And so we can't do what we do and it be effective without the prayer of the parents and the prayer and the heart of the parents behind it, you know? And yeah. so we're wanting parents to pray for their kids. We want parents to help navigate those conversations. And we want the whole church as a whole to pray for Kid Depot, that kids would be receptive to what the Lord is teaching them. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, you've seen this in student ministries. You've seen major conferences, major weeks that really move the hearts of the kids. Like if in high school, you've got CIY Move. Now in middle school, you have Mix. Mix. And it's a point where they can point to and say, hey, I remember when they said this and I changed this. And it's really... What a great ministry we have at, at Central with Kid Depot. And this is like the apex of it, mm-hmm. um, where everything we're going to point, everything in the same direction so these kids can really be charged up and geared yeah. up. Th- that name, have we talked about that? Why no, Recharge? Yet. What's the name of behind it? Ashton. Recharge. Yeah. So last year, like I said, we did a trip called Superstar um, that kind of morphed into this event, Recharge, last year during um, the height of COVID. Um, Recharge, Superstar was kind of um, on pause. And so mm-hmm. we wanted to still offer something for our kids. And so um, Recharge was kind of birthed out of that. And um, the name Recharge um, kind of came from that season of 2020 when um, – we were just tired and walking through a lot of things, both as um, a community and a, as mm-hmm. a world. Um, and so um, it was just an opportunity to do that, to do yeah. that, to recharge um, with the word and, and with each other and with our church community. Um, and yeah. yeah. I mean, how cool is that? Because you see that after we're going out of of COVID I and mean, COVID's still going on, but after we going out of that quarantine time where everyone was scared and like things hit pause and you do, I mean, you see a revival here at church. And I love that our kids are experiencing that because mm-hmm. they live, that fear is just, the world is just feeding them with that fear every single day. And they could come here, they could get with their parents, they can get with Recharge and say, hey, no, you don't need to fear. God says, let's be humble and let's have courage mm-hmm. and let's press on. Yeah. So, yeah. So Recharge, let's give you details real quick and then we'll move on. So Recharge is again, Phoebe, tell us the date. March 19th. Yeah. Saturday, March 19th. Yes. And it's from what time? 2 to 8 that two to day. Eight? Yeah, 2 okay. to 8. We're yeah. keeping them up late. <laughs> and you, no, yeah, good. Uh, and you could, uh, centralnow.com slash recharge is the place that they could register. All the questions, if you have questions about how do I register my other kids, what is the cost of all this, it's all on there, centralnow.com slash recharge. And I, Phoebe did mention their Facebook page is a good tool, not only yes. for recharge and to get the details there, but a good uh, re- a tool for parents. And that is our Kid Depot Children's Ministry yeah. Facebook page. Yeah. If you want to stay up to date, that's your best bet for getting all the correct information about when to sign up, how to sign up, um, what is the event going to look like, all that kind of stuff. So check out Facebook. That's what you want to follow. All right. So I'm letting these ladies off the hook for recharge, but guess what? They will be back. We're gonna. They're going to join me for segment three, and segment three is all about them and how God is placing and moving in their own life. So you're not going to want to miss it. We'll be back in just a minute for segment number three coming up. You're back. It is segment three time, and segment three is all about 
diving in and talking more to our guests for this episode. And again, we are joined by Phoebe Isle and Ashton Boyer, and we've got kind of a big question for them, but I want to just let these questions flow because I know that our audience and the people listening could really um, really hear a lot from you ladies and what you're going through with your families, uh, with who you are as a cheerleading coach, Ashton. And I know that there can be a lot of great things that God is doing through you. And this is a time where we just want to dive in and hear about you and how God is moving in your life. So ready? Here we go. Phoebe Isle, your question. How has God been moving in your life? Yeah, it's been a really interesting season for me. I think that God is kind of equipping me to do things that I maybe never thought I was qualified to do. So um, the Lord's been teaching me about teaching and mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to speak at the Kept Gav- Gathering this year. And we're talking about Shout more. Shout out, Kept Ministry. Yeah, Kept Ministry. And so I'll be helping lead a session with Randy Davis on more confidence. And that has truly been um, a challenging and like a challenging thing and a blessing at the okay. same time. So I feel like God is really calling me out into new waters of what does it mean to teach? What does it mean to help relay scripture? Help what help people like just gain confidence in who mm-hmm. they are. And so it's an interesting season for me, actually, because I think I'm stepping into new territory mm-hmm. of leadership and teaching. So yeah, it's awesome. I hear you. I mean, I hear you so much in the fact that there is weight to our blessings, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and in that way, it's not always comfortable. Exactly. And yeah. I think God doesn't call us to comfort. God right. calls us to, to and He's going to bless us while when we follow Him and bless Him in obedience. And I love. I think uh, Broken, um, uh, Broken Eric talked about this on their pri- their praise podcast in the uh, Central Podcast Network, and they talked about yeah being obedient to your calling and be obedient to what God is calling you to. So I love what you said about yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And uh, and that's what's cool about. I think Ashton could agree with me. Phoebe is very confident, but I don't think she would nod her head and say, you know, I'm very confident. <laughs> but there's like, what do we call you? The silent assassin? That's what Hayden Paninsky yeah. calls me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's because there's a, a quiet leadership about you. Cause I, and I love, and I think Eric does this. I think we have some great leaders right now at Central that are great collaborators because they know when to talk. They know when to be quiet and they know when to, and always to allow God to move in their life. So, yeah. Well, thanks, Phoebe. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Ashton, how's God been moving in your life? Yeah, I know this is more of a personal question, but it does relate to um, just ministry as a whole, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of what I spend my time doing. And Mm -hmm. so um, I think that recently the Lord has just been um, showing me more of what it means to operate kind of in the same way, but like in his spirit, um, there's a lot of obedience that goes into that. And um I feel like walking into what's next for Kid Depot, um, the Lord has kind of been challenging me on that a lot um, before he sets it up for them. And so um, I think just operating in these gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us and um, allowing us to have access to to what he's doing through us. And when we're obedient to that, it's big. And so um, the Lord's kind of been walking me through that for a season. Um, and, and like I said, we're kind of heading there with our kids too, of, of giving them this, um, this access to the power that they already yeah. have through the Holy Spirit. And, um, so yeah, it's been interesting and, and it's been, um, I think the biggest thing is, is just turning it into, um, turning it into gratitude as you walk through mm-hmm. um, just the different highs and lows that happen. Because if you don't have an attitude of gratitude, <laughs> I don't mean <laughs> to make that rhyme, but if you don't have that, it's, 
you, you don't you don't operate under authority because you've you've been given authority. But if you're not operating out of gratitude, that authority is just weakness, and you're just gonna you know you're just gonna operate out of weakness, and that's not what God called us to. And when you add when you are going through an attitude of gratitude, you're also seeing more than what you would if you're always looking at what oh how's this world affecting me why is this burden coming on me why is this thing but you come at it like if you've got a trouble with a kid in kid depot you know you're gonna see if you've got an attitude of gratitude you're gonna see that as okay this is something that can mold me if I as I teach this kid but I can also show them what God is doing in my life and what God could do in their life if they just pay attention. Yeah. And that's one thing I love about these girls in Kid Depot who are leading these areas is that they are so faithful to let the Lord do a work in them before they're sharing with the kids. And I think that as ministry leaders, if we're not willing um, to do the hard work on our own Mm -hmm. selves, how could we possibly overflow to the, to the people we're ministering to? And so I've just been really proud to watch them go through this season because I think that they are really learning and just diving in into what the Lord wants from them, which means they'll be obedient when it comes to Kid Depot. So it's exciting times. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, ladies, Phoebe Isle and Ashton Boyer for letting us a little bit about recharge and also a little bit about what God is doing through you. Cause that's the thing that Phoebe said. We want anybody in leadership here at Central, we want to make sure that the overflow, that people are experiencing, that we're shepherding the overflow. And I think, and I love that you said that. So that's it for the inaugural episode of the Central Weekly. We're going to be back here again next week. And this episode is brought to you by the Central Podcast Network that is full of podcasts that are geared towards you and to help you walk and grow in your faith. And we hope that the weekly can do just that. Thank you to my co-host, John Henninger, our lead pastor here at Central. We'll be back and we're going to talk about week two of the new normal. Make sure to join us next week. We'll have some new guests and we'll get into again how God is moving in and through and all around the central family. We love you. You're out. See you. Bye.